So a guy walks into a fishing access site. That's it. There's no punchline. But it is the topic of this episode of We're No Damn Experts. We're chatting all about a new requirement to recreate in many parts of Montana. We're breaking down what you need to know about the new conservation license coming up. Best damn podcast, the best damn town. You want to get up, get ready to get down. Welcome to the greatest damn town in Montana, Great Falls. I'm Rebecca Ingham. I'm Shannon Newth. And, and we're, we're No, no damn, damn Experts. I I think this is going to be an interesting, fun topic. Yes. Probably not as entertaining as the golden ticket, but it's a similar idea of what we need to do today. Because mm-hmm. the golden ticket one, that was before I was around, but that was talking about the glacier, glacier. reservation system. Yep. And this yes. is a new kind of, we'll call it a periwinkle ticket. <laughs> Instead of golden? Yeah. You're not going to stay within like platinum well, or bronze? Say, no, periwinkle. <laughs> okay. <laughs> periwinkle ticket. Okay. Is so, that is that a thing or did you just make that up? Of course I just made it okay. up. Okay. I figured and then yeah. I thought, well, maybe I'm missing something. <laughs> Nope, you're not. The periwinkle ticket. We'll see what Dave thinks of that. Okay. Yes. And our guest today, Dave Aiken Gruber. Dave, thanks for being with us to talk about Rebecca's newly coined term. The periwinkle ticket. Sounds like a bird species to tell you the truth. Yeah. It does a little bit. Well, it could be. You know, if we find a new bird species, let's name it that. Yeah. Sounds good. We'll We'll attribute it to you. So Dave is here from Montana Fish, Wildlife, Mm -hmm. and Parks, um, which is one of the many different agencies we have in the state of Montana that do outdoor management. Mm -hmm. That's probably a good way to say that. You got the National Forest Service. You got other people, too. (laughs) Other agencies. Yeah. Yeah. But Fish, Wildlife, and Parks is probably the funnest part. We've got a lot of state parks. Mm -hmm. We've got a lot of fishing access sites. Mm -hmm. Um, I think you all are in charge of hunting licenses and fishing licenses. State parks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Outdoor recreation. You bet. So all of the outdoors. We kind of coin it as consumptive and non-consumptive. So the consumptive would be we're going to hunt, we're going to fish, we're going to take something home with us. And then there's the whole non-consumptive, let's go watch the birds and float the river and do that kind of thing. That's it. I got to remember that terminology. Yep. See, there we go. <laughs> Try and learn. Yeah. And Dave, you've been part of FWP, we'll call it for short, this what we reference it as, for many years in various capacities. Right. Twenty. Uh, I have 25 years in, uh, in Helena in the education field down there in fisheries education. And then uh, since that time, almost three years now, I've been here in Great Falls, so and then, yeah, twenty-eight years worth. What it, been a while? What's your What's your deal here in Great Falls? I am the the long term is the uh, I am the regional the region four, which we probably should figure out yeah. boundaries and talk about where region <laughs> yes. four <Yeah>. is. Great <laughs> Falls is smack in the middle of region four, but I am the uh, the communication and education program manager for the region. So. Okay. So let's talk about the region. We're not just focused on Great Falls. It covers kind of a greater area, but it is, it's not, I'm just going to say this, not every region in the state of Montana is the same. So you're going to have regions connected to tourism. You're going to have regions connected to hunting districts and all these different things that make up different regions. What does your region cover? What is region four? Well, what I like to think of as region four is biologically it's and physically it's the most diverse region in montana yeah when you go to western montana you got a lot of mountains and you can't see you can't see the sky you can't and here we have those same we have better mountains we have the (laughs) prairies we Mm -hmm. have the breaks we have the rivers we have reservoirs we've got every we have every species of of wildlife in the state we have dave uh, we've got it all Already kindred spirits. Yes. Um, Shannon knows this because she listens to me drone on often. (laughs) But I tell people all the time when they walk in here, 
you're in the most diverse landscape in Montana around Great Falls because to the west of us is just mountains and to the east of us is just plains. But here you got it all. In an hour, you can go from prairie grassland to, you know, above the timberline mm-hmm. alpine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See? And so it is. Yeah, totally. All the wildlife. And all the wildlife, all the mm-hmm. birds. Yeah. Um, lots of good trivia there. I mean, with numbers <laughs> of wildlife and going through, yes. like I said, 25 years in schools. We mm-hmm. Yeah, there's... Um, 90 species, 91 species of fish, 101 I'm, oh mammals, 400 plus species of birds birds yeah wow. i was just gonna say it was either the i make up numbers we'll do a test when we're yeah. done yeah and i can <laughs> think like about too I can, I can just spit a lot of these yeah. out and yeah somebody will look them up and go oh he wrong. was wrong right. yeah but that you, you didn't come I'm here under often, the auspice so. of right. being an expert right. on how many bird species there were no so i didn't everything tell i say you will be know an that. approximation yeah. and yeah in do general. a disclaimer in that's general, right. good but it just yeah. makes them learn more. That's why I always, that's why I always just dump things and I'm be like, you go figure out if I'm right or wrong. <laughs> She's just telling our visitors all wrong. of these things. Yeah, exactly. I'm pretty much right. <laughs> we had a uh, Katie Katinsky on the podcast. She'll actually be our episode next week talking about she's a huge hiker in the area and she was just spouting off all these different plant names and the different blooms you can find in specific areas on specific times and uh, this is just research I need to do now but just even just the wildflower varieties that we have around here are impressive. I know nothing. The yeah. diversity is really amazing. <laughs> yeah. is. Yes. And that's why I mean I very specifically targeted this as the place where I wanted to come hmm. and finish up my career and yeah. do this job How do you because know? of what's what we have here. Yeah. So are you an avid fisherman? Very, yes. Oh, okay. Yes. How so, many of the hundred plus kinds of species have you caught? You know, we didn't talk about this before <laughs> I and I, I was hoping it would, because kind of the, uh, for my, my son now who is uh, 23, our life's goal together has been to catch Every Mainly species? for him, every species wow. in the state of Montana. That's a good goal. So when he started that when he was about, it was kind of his idea when he was about five or six years That's old. That's really cool. It's kind of yeah. like that that birding Sure, movie. like a life yeah. list of birders uh, yeah. do that all, all the time. The, get all the birds. Yeah. I don't I don't have those kind of goals in life, but... It but takes some cool work, but do. it's a great yeah. excuse to go out. Yeah, and it find it keeps the fish. motivated. And to go, where can we find a plains minnow, or where can we find a red-bellied dace, or right. a, yeah. a Rocky Mountain sculpin? And then sure. when we and find them, I just them, saw a bunch of those the other sure, day. Sure, they're all over. They're swimming right down <laughs> the street. But how do you catch one of those <laughs> I things? I don't even you know, know those it's, names. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's kind of fun. So yes, I very, um, very much partake in all of those activities so the missouri river is a haven for a ton of variety of fish mm-hmm. do you spend a lot of time on that water body of water or are there other bodies of water that produce more variety um the the neat thing is the further out onto the prairies you go in montana the more diversity you find with the fish Ooh. the western montana and you think there's a few fish there there's trout salmon yeah. whitefish, things like that. You come to central and eastern Montana and you really see the the full variety. Yeah, yeah. the full variety of all those different fish, which yeah. is also where the state records yeah. come from. Oh, true. Yeah. You know, and we've set, mm-hmm. um, I wish I could take any credit. Nobody, <laughs> the only people get the credit are the anglers, but we've set records for walleye recently, brown trout, um, yeah. some of the sucker species, some really unique, really cool fish. Oddities. And that's what I really mm, yeah. like. Yeah. That's what I've always loved about the Missouri. We spend a lot of time on the Missouri in the spring and the amount of different fish you're catching mm-hmm. with the same, th- like, oh, we're going to fish for walleye today and this is right. what we're going to use. Yeah. And then three other types of fish eat your stuff and you're like, well, okay, you're yeah. all into this. That's <laughs> or you good. float below the dam and catch one thing and oh, you go yeah, to the sure. other side of the dam. Yeah. Whole um, different set. Quarter of a mile mm-hmm. away and fish yeah. from shore and you catch totally different fish. Yeah. Or maybe the same, but... Um, it's so much it's it's an experience you never know what's beneath the water no which is (laughs) kind of creepy sometimes (laughs) so do you do floating as well we were just talking Mm -hmm. earlier today that floating has become a little bit more of an activity that happens on our waterways on the missouri Mm -hmm. uh to the chagrin maybe of some of the fisher people but it's become a greatly increased activity (laughs) i just in uh montana outdoor magazine uh, just saw a statistic that 
recreational floating, so not talking about floating from a raft and fishing as you go, but just recreationally, um, that is the f- that's become the fastest growing um, water-based hmm. recreation. So the the kayaks, the cheap yeah. $100, yeah. $200, $300 kayaks, you don't have to spend thousands of dollars now right. to get a boat, a simple boat, um, throw it in the water and, and float the river. So hmm. it's become very busy with that. Which is yeah. just like that leads perfectly <laughs> right into, into the segment of the purpose we brought Dave here for. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we get into this uh, conservation license and recreating on all this kind of public land, I'm just going to preface this with this is a normal thing in a lot of other states. Um, stickers or licenses or some type of permit that allows you to recreate on public lands to kind of control that and our neighbors across the state have had that in the past but this is something that will be a new idea for montana and i would assume it's because a lot of the increased activity of not just out of town people but residents as well engaging in some of these activities so Am I a little bit on base? Tell them a little <laughs> no, bit of the truth. I think it's totally accurate. And what what I think you're speaking about is the new requirement yeah. that um, if you access state state-owned land, that you have a conservation license now to go with that. Which for years, decades, if you bought a hunting or fishing license, you already had you it. had that, and that allowed you to access that those state-owned lands. And really, it's to pay you know, t- for the maintenance, mm-hmm. the conservation activities, the acquisition of those properties. Um, and now that there are so many other users, I mean, the number of those users has just gone through the roof. Mm-hmm. Um, just recreational users, whether it's walking a dog, um, eating a picnic, having a picnic lunch, floating with your kayak or your inner tube down the river or your big pink unicorn or whatever people <laughs> what? there's so many things you drive the missouri <laughs> and you so see <laughs> um floating down that river mm-hmm. um it's it shares the the cost of maintenance and all that thing spreads that among all the users now probably the most common terminology within i would say our industry like the tourism industry or kind of that backcountry industry is the idea of a backpack tax or a hikers tax that idea of they you know are getting a great share of the benefit of the management and the maintenance but there's no kind of licensing or fee associated with that kind of activity but our neighboring community or neighboring states have had those in place in the past and a lot of people like in utah you have to put in for some permits and in Oregon and Washington, there are places where you have to have a license or a permit to access some of this public land. Not that they can't because it is public, but that that license helps with all of that. So something new for us. But Mm -hmm. our guests coming in may be a little familiar with that. And we have heard like, do I need any kind of fee or license or, you know, permit to do any of this? And for the longest time it was... Nope, you're good. Sure, similar <laughs> right. in the go way out and explore. Mm-hmm. to visit, you want to go into Giant Springs Park. Well, if you're a resident, you've already paid that fee mm-hmm. when you license your vehicle. If you're a non-resident, you have to pay the day use fee or buy a mm-hmm. park pass or whatever just to, to pay for the maintenance and upkeep on those properties. So will people who are going into, let's say, Giant Springs State Park, which is Montana's most visited, most visited yes. state park. park. And we have yeah. a whole episode where we talked about Giant Springs. So if you're going into the park, you pay your park fee. Do you also have to then have to, do you also have to have a conservation license to go into the park? No, since your fee has already been paid for park entrance, it, if you're just going to visit a park, you don't need anything other than that park entrance. Or if you're a resident, when you licensed your vehicle, mm-hmm. you're good to go. Go in there, load do, as many people, thing. put everybody into one car and drive Get them all in, there. in if you need mm-hmm. to. And yeah, yeah go have fun. Um, so what is the deal with the conservation license? Anybody who hikes, anybody who floats, anybody who swims their dog, tell me who all needs it. It's classified as if you recreate. Okay. So what's the definition of recreate? If you're <laughs> if you're stopping along the highway and you're going to run into the outhouse 
at the fishing access site. That's um, not recreation. That's not really recreation. <laughs> I don't consider my not the way bathroom most people is it's recreation. If you run to the toilet and then sit next to it and have a beer, recreation. Yeah. Yeah, but if you want to stop and walk your dog <laughs> or eat your picnic lunch um, as part of that, yeah, then it would require a conservation license for there. And this is this is fishing access sites. Right. Where all does, but not the state park. As long as you've paid, paid your, your fee, fee for the state park, where all. Do I need this conservation the license? Fishing for? access sites would be the one most people are familiar okay. with. Did you want to read every one of those off? We thought well, about that. Everyone, didn't we? but there categories, are, categories. I think there's about 60 yes. of them here in the region. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, we could go through the whole, well, we could draw it. this up. You know what we could do, and we've done, um, Madi did this with on an parks. episode. You could yeah. just read them at the end, and then she can I'll speed it up and read it. it. Yes. <laughs> Here's all of them. Yeah. yeah. And we then could, just, we could do that. that would be yeah. kind of funny. <laughs> anyway. So those are probably the most common, common ones. Yeah. But then there's all sorts of state land. When they, um, when the federal government deeded the land over to the states, they set aside sections in each 36 sections, square miles a section in a township. And two of those went to the state to provide revenue for the school system. So that still is the case. There are two, at least two sections of state land. Uh, we have a lot of state land in Montana. Yes, we do. And have. so to access those, if you can you know, get onto those parcels of state land to go hike or bird watch again or to hunt especially, um, you would, again, you'd need um, the a conservation license to do that. Although if you're there to hunt, you've already, you've already got it. it. Right. Anybody with a hunting or fishing yeah. license. And that's regardless of their in-state or out-of-state. If you yes. have a hunting license or a permit, you already have your conservation license. You've already license. paid that fee. Right. Okay. They're connected. Okay. That's good to know. Uh, okay. So say I have my big pink unicorn and I'm floating down the Missouri River. She's always on that big pink <laughs> Just unicorn. Just always on that unicorn. Uh, no, no, Jason fights me for it. Yeah. I, um, so is, is a game warden going to come along in his like hey, dolphin dolphin <laughs> float come like coming after me? Year, like right? how do how is this <laughs> monitored? The game wardens are usually submerged. They're underwater. Like yeah. Navy SEAL. What are you yeah. doing here? <laughs> no, what they uh, what's happening with especially right now, because this is a new requirement. Mm -hmm. um, so for the first year, it's simply an educational, just like we're doing right now, sure. just an educational effort that, hey, if you're gonna be here, um, help pay your way, pay for your impacts, um, buy a conservation license. And then it's actually written into the law. This was, a, the whole law was passed by the last legislature is where this came from. It's written into the law that the first, um, I wouldn't even say offense, the first contact if you don't have a conservation license, is a written warning. So by law, right now, nothing. They're just out talking to people and spreading mm -hmm. the word about this. Okay, before you move on, is there a database? It's like, um, I'm there with my unicorn floaty, and Shannon and I are having races down the river. <laughs> and I get contacted, and I don't have my conservation license, and I get my written warning. Is there a database system my name goes into? So the next time I'm contacted, they're like, oh, you've already. You're flagged. You've, mm -hmm. you know. They actually do. That's that's the written warning. <laughs> so hey, you guys, people. you the can't warning. just exchange yeah. colors of your <laughs> unicorn. and yeah. Be like, oh, I didn't know. I that had wasn't no idea. <laughs> that wasn't Be like, me. nope. No, it says right here, Ingham, this is the officer that, that talked to you. That was my twin sister. No, so no. does that mean I need to have my ID and my license with me when I'm on my unicorn raft? Yeah, there's a lot of okay. good ways to do that because you okay. do need to carry the license. On you. Or have proof Access of some form of a license. It? So okay. like as kind of a, a nerd myself, what I have <laughs> is I've got the paper copy mm -hmm. when I printed it off or when I bought the license. I've got um, photocopies with mm -hmm. all of our family members on there, a photocopy smart. in the glove compartment of yep. every car, in the boat, in the Very rafting. <laughs> we have a full fleet. We have a yeah. raft. We oh, have that's a boat. really a brilliant idea. Boats, mm -hmm. uh, canoes. So we grab the, the, the dry bag with the gear in it. Um, there's the copy, you know, yeah. the copies in there as well. Um, and there's a picture on my phone, which is the most. When somebody asks yeah, for see, it, I, I can too. find that mm -hmm. faster than, and that's totally, the wardens are totally cool with that. Okay. So if you can find it, and that's the key, make sure you have it somewhere where you can find it and quickly. It. Can I know my ALS number off the top of my head? Will they take that and check it? They would have to look it up. Okay. So, so they're not doing that on they, site? 
Okay. They usually ask that no, you have a Shannon. copy of it. Well, I don't know. If I just like know my number, I don't <laughs> An ALS number refers to the yeah. um, automated licensing system. It's your date of birth. Because that's what gets printed number, off on right. the that's sheet. Yeah. So we're going to get into that, but I want to go down this path a little bit more. So if I've got my fishing license, because this has been a source of contention in my marriage, and <laughs> I know, Dave, I'm just bringing you right into it, but I will inevitably every time we go fishing forget my license yeah in my wallet in my purse in the pickup instead of having it like in the boat okay if i make a copy of that license and i put it in the boat am i good to go totally oh yes because that's that's what you did essentially yes. right mm -hmm. okay and, and people so people forget. I mean, I don't want to carry my wallet with me. No, and I forget right. all the time. And like, it's a split second. I'll remember. I'm like, oh, yeah, I got to grab that. And then I'm like, oh, I got to untarp the boat. Yeah. And then I forget about it. It's a good so idea like, if I just have it everywhere. copied and shoved into these locations. Yeah. I'll be, You're good to go. Make my life Just put better. it in a little Ziploc bag and stick it yeah. wherever. Yeah. And despite, I'll admit, despite having that, the la last winter I was checked by a warden and I could not find... Said I've got it in my eye. This was ice fishing. I got it in the mm. sled. No, I couldn't find it. Yeah. Got it in the car. Couldn't. I found three past years, <laughs> but I couldn't find this year's. I did find it on the. Actually, my son found it on the phone. So. Yeah. Did you tell the game warden who you were? Like that doesn't <laughs> work. You don't. That you makes didn't try. it more of a try. This was in Helena. I didn't know this warden. So are like sure, sure you I are. I mean, I grew up in a small town, and I have tried that with law enforcement. I wanted to pull the. Do you know who I am? But I thought yeah, that doesn't probably well. this yeah. isn't going to work in my favor at all. Nope. Because well, that's really, that's you. Well, yeah. Come on, let's go. Yeah. Have a talk, because at I'm some sure. point, when you have to say that, no, they don't know who you are, and doesn't right. matter. Mm -hmm. You're in the wrong. Right. Stop just to use hope that. just hope whoever's working dispatch is someone you know <laughs> but you do see most people when when they're floating they're on the water they've usually got a little dry bag yeah. or something with their phone yeah put a picture right. on your phone and yeah make a little folder or something where you can yeah have put access your to driver's that. license picture and your see your i should do that with the driver's license too that's smart mm -hmm. and i do that with drivers yeah. because when i go to buy everybody's ID. license every year you have to show a driver's license. Yeah. Yep. So I've got it for my wife and the kids, and I can just buy all the licenses. See, you're a good... He is on it. You're a good family man. Yeah. That my is husband, probably the only part that <laughs> would qualify. Right? My husband goes to get his fishing license, and then he comes home and he's like, have you gotten your fishing license? I'm like, why don't you just get mine for me? <laughs> or my favorite, I put in for my paddlefish tag. Are you putting in for one? Why don't you put in for me as well? Like your you competition, then. If Not you're, if you're a party tag. Oh, dear. Yeah, that's no. true. No. There's no, there's, I don't even know why we're married. <laughs> we're digging into other it's issues based on, on this the one. Sorry, Dave. Yeah. It's okay. deeper than I want to let's, let's pull it back up. I have, I have a clarifying question. So if I got my, if I get a fishing license, is the conservation one automatically in that? Is yes. that what you're saying? Hunting or fishing, mm -hmm. it's automatically into that. Yep. Okay. Okay. Now, let's this is why when I've talked to people fishing about it, you know, and I kind of like, these, uh, have you heard about this? And these are just friends anyway. And I thought, yeah. okay, I'm going to get chewed out here. Um, <laughs> everybody so far that I've talked to, a handful of people, but they've all said, yeah, I've got this. I don't care. I'm glad yeah. these all these other people, they take mm. up space at the boat ramp. Yeah. I've got to wait in line behind them while they pump up their unicorns, <laughs> I'm sure. So I'm glad they're actually Too away to, from the ramp. I'm not just paying for them. It's well, not just my money that's paying for it. And when we people. talk about where this money goes, it's going for the vault toilets. It's going for the paved boat ramps. It's it's going to cleaning everything up. It's making this experience better mm -hmm. for everyone. So it's not a bad thing. And it's not that expensive. Let's talk about no, how. It's not, and, yeah. and it's also um, part, I believe it's $3.50 $3 of this license goes to Department of Natural Resources and Conservation, and it can only be used for school f educational funding. There you Just, go. And okay. that's, that's a lot of times it's referred to as school trust land. Mm. Yeah. Um, so that's money that FWP earmarks and has to send over to for schools. School. So not just education about the outdoors and schools, just schools in general. Schools in general, school funding. Your math teacher. Yeah. Your so your eight dollar. This this license is eight dollars for residents. For, for an adult resident, it's, it's half price for seventeen and under. Oh. I believe or sixty two. So it's a four dollar license. 
Um, it's good for a year, or it's good until our license year is a little weird. It's March 1st. Yeah, yeah. So it's so, uh, depending on, because I just got mine on Friday, and I think, yeah, you're mine You're done at through. the end of February. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So not that anybody's going to be floating, but if you're going to go hike on February 25th, if, and you got to buy this license, it's going to expire in five days. Right. Yeah. buy it on March 1st for that next year. And that's it for the go, full year. It'll go for a full year mm-hmm. then. Yeah, so it, it'll be, so it's good from the time you buy it until the end until of February. The last day of February. So it always has to re- be renewed by March 1. Yep. Mm-hmm. So $8 for residents, $10 for non I think it's $10 non- for non-residents. Mm-hmm. And that's for the year. And mm-hmm. I will tell you right now, so don't yell at us when, when you <laughs> see any of us out. Mm-hmm. Even though you might be in town only for three days and you're going to just jump on your unicorn for one of those days Mm -hmm. and you're going to use one of our fishing access sites to float your unicorn, that is a $10 conservation license. Mm -hmm. Even though it's good for a year, you're only using it for a day. It doesn't matter. It is $10. Right. Per person, not per car load. Right. And that's something, you know, I don't, it's a, a legislative thing, but I, I could see that. <laughs> I, I could see it's kind of like the first year of anything, like mm-hmm. a new car, the first model year of a new car. They're going to change things the next year. Sure. Yeah. And I have no knowledge of this, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if this gets but amended and tweaked and, sure. and made of course different in the future. Too. But at the same time, we're not talking about a... Oh, it's a Happy Meal, you know. $80. Or, yeah. Right. right. I mean, we're not talking about an exorbitant number. And, and again, don't come at me. You got a family <laughs> of five kids right, and two it adults. It up. can still add up. I get that. But mm-hmm. it is, you know, just make more trips. And the six yeah, and the eight more more trips. Yeah. Yeah. The young kids don't need one anyway. Under so 12, if they're under right? 12, yeah, they don't need one. Oh, they don't need it. Anyway. It is for out-of-state people. It is for in-state people. It is for recreating at fishing access points and on school trust land. Where else do we need it? You'd need it on uh, wildlife management areas. Okay. So if you'd like to oh. take a day trip out to the Sun River. Um, oh, go shed hunting? Go look for elk. Yeah, uh-huh. go look or look for sheds or just go for a mountain bike ride out there. Because um, you mentioned even hiking. You, we've been talking about floating a lot, but you had mentioned hiking too. So say like this winter, I want to go hike in one of these areas. I yep, need it if for you're going to be okay. along state land, mm-hmm, yeah. on any of the state land. Do you do not need it if you're going to go on BLM or Bureau of Land Management okay. owned property, Forest Service How? property. That's what I was just going to say. I'm going to go hike Sluice Boxes State Park. That's a state park. Don't state. need it. Right. I don't you're paying, need it in the right, state park. Right, because you're paying the entrance fee. Okay. Either with your oh, tag vehicle or, license okay. or... Otherwise. Yeah. How do I figure out... Where I need this and wow, where I where don't. Do you, yeah, as where, like a nor, uh, well, as someone who lives here too, because I'm just still wander, like thinking about you'll it. Just wander. You'll find. You'll see a sign. <laughs> Will you? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, one of these. Well, I'll post a picture of this. But Dave brought in a lovely sign yes. here, the conservation license requirement sign that will be out. So our fishing access signs are, I think, that's a little more straightforward. Yeah, they're yeah. the big brown signs with a fancy fish, fish. white yeah. fish on it. They're that's, very recognizable. Yes. That is any fishing access right. site that you're going to have to that's, that's pretty good. straightforward i think the confusion's going to come in in the hiking because you don't yes. hike at a fishing access site really that's really where you're going to put your kayak in or right your unicorn or your <laughs> raft or whatever the deal is yeah but or even if you were to float a river um and launch from private property or launch from blm or forest service land you're not going to need a license there but then the question what is, what if I get out? What if I get out? Or what if we? Right. You're gonna need it yeah. then. So there are okay. ways, you know. There, are, there's paper maps. I'm old school. I still have paper maps. And <laughs> yeah. They show land ownership. Sometimes that's um, the easiest to read. Most people don't. Most people have it on either on their phone, Onyx. especially the hunters on it. Okay. I was yeah. gonna say, yeah. what would you recommend? Does FWP has have a website or map for this? Uh, you mentioned Onyx. That's a yep. FWP has a website. Okay. They also have on the website a list of all of those. 650 fishing access sites. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, to plan where you want to go. Um, mm-hmm. Wildlife management areas. Wildlife areas. Is right. Sun River the only one kind of within our area? No, we also we have the Sun River, which is just west of Towards Great the Falls, Rocky Mountain towards front. The front. If you just go south a little ways on the Missouri River, um, the Beartooth management or mm. 
Beartooth Wildlife Management Area, hmm. which is Holter Lake at the top, the upper end of Holter Lake. Oh, so does there's that mean really good hiking in that there's area? There's great hiking there. Yeah. yeah. Do I need? Okay, is Holter included in that? Like, if I'm boating on Holter, do I need my conservation license? Um, not because most likely, if you access like Holter Lake specifically, it's going to be from one of the Bureau of Land Management BLM sites. Okay, you're, so good, you're there. good there. Yeah. I just have to get all these things straight in my brain. Tiber yeah. Reservoir. Wow. Um, <laughs> Tiber Reservoir is uh, a different category. It's Bureau of Reclamation. Yeah. I don't know about the, all the surrounding land, but the dam itself is okay. operated by Bureau of Reclamation. Okay. So, you know, See, the, the you safe thing to do would be just get, <laughs> get a fishing license. license. Yeah. Most people, if you're out, uh, a lot of the, a lot of people are going to have a fishing license anyway. Right. You're done. Don't worry about yeah. it. Go catch a fish. Go have yeah. a float. Go eat a picnic lunch and have a good time. Yeah. You thought you were the only one giving tests at the end. <laughs> yeah, really. That <laughs> yeah. takes a Nope. This is just my brain being confused and trying to sort. Yeah, but if it. you're on, like in the Little Belt yeah. Mountains, mm -hmm. you don't need it. If you're in uh, the Rocky Mountain front, with the exception of what we just talked about, except for the wildlife <laughs> management areas, you yeah. won't need it. If uh -huh. you're in the Bob Marshall Wilderness Complex, that's all federal, you won't need it. Um, River's Edge Trail, you yeah. you're good, right? Won't either be city it. owned here or yeah. Yeah. state park, right? yeah, yeah, or Northwestern Energy, yep, yeah. yeah. Those are the three entities that make that thing work. Mm -hmm. There are some fishing access points along the Sun River within this community that mm -hmm. you'll have to be aware of. I think there's about 25 or 28 fishing access sites in or around Great Falls. There's a lot yeah. of them here. Yeah, yeah. If you yeah. move out of town, just the I mean, a hair. Yeah. You're going to find some of the fishing access points um, that you'll need your conservation license for. So let's dig into how you get this thing. Yes. I was just going to ask that. That's pretty simple. Sophie. Yeah. You <laughs> Compared answer, to who owns it all, one, right? this yeah. part is, is a little easier. Any license provider, so Shields, Walmart, North okay. 40, um, Bait store, grocery store, anybody who sells hunting oh. and fishing licenses. You can get your can conservation license. Just get your conservation license. Go online on your phone. You can go to Fish, Wildlife, and Parks Region 4 You can go office. to the website. You could mm -hmm. go down to the office. Okay. Um, yeah. Now, what kind of information do you need mm -hmm. in order to secure the license? Because I know like when I go to get my fishing license, I need my ALS number. I need to remember how if many years I was before. a resident. If you've already had an ALS number, if uh, it's new, you don't. You or they'll just look you up. If you tell them your name, your name, you date of birth. And so if, if you're, you're brand new, new, you need the last four digits of your social security number. Okay. So if I've never gotten one, I need to know who I am, when <laughs> I was born, and the last four of my social security number. That's about it. Yep. Okay. Buy them over the counter. Um, and it takes then, a minute or two and, and you have it you, you don't there's it. no waiting it's just as no, soon as you do they it, print you have it, it. Off. they will yep. print it off for you snap a picture of it onto your phone right away yeah <laughs> and then you copies. can lose the paper yep. copy and, <laughs> and, pan, yep. and when you lose the paper copy you can call you can go and get a replacement i think you can walk back $2. in and go i screwed this i one. lost one can you look me up yeah, yeah. or call fwp and they can mm -hmm. look you up and um, it's pretty simple it's pretty straightforward to get one mm-hmm and just hang on to it. That's the key. Um, I Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I have a random question because I just bought my conservation license last week because I was going going to go floating this last weekend. I also got my fishing license with it at the same time. And if I remember correctly, last year was the first year I had ever got a fishing license. And there's a question on there about aquatic invasive species and fishing. If you don't know what I'm talking about, that's totally fine because I'm not being specific, but I feel like there's a question on there about aquatic species. And it was like, I was told to just check that it's an extra like couple dollars on there. Is Maybe it like, a donation oh, button. is it like in case you accidentally hook one? No, I think it's just, uh, do I have to, uh, for some reason, I feel like I was told I had to click that if I was getting my fishing license. Mm. Mm. Okay. Well, never mind. This is, I think you're making that up. I don't remember I'm not that. making it up because I just did it. I remember questioning it. But 
Okay. Well, never mind. I know there's a fee associated yeah. with your all your licensing yes. that goes to aquatic invasive portion species. portion of that yes. goes to, yes, invasive species. But this was something mm-hmm. I had to check. But I don't know if it's an opt-out, and that's what I'm thinking. It might be an opt-out. Mm. It still charged me. Or an opt-in. Yeah. yeah. So maybe I Similar opted. to the parks. When you right. go to register okay. your vehicle, Perhaps you say, that's what I will it was. never go to a state park. Yep, yeah. I can I, opt I'm out. I'm going to opt out of this and okay. not pay the maybe that's, $8 fee. Maybe that's what it, because I feel like it was a couple bucks yeah. for this. And, and I, it would make sense that it was one of those opt-in fees yeah um, it didn't it if you had wasn't to check clear but it, but yeah it, okay. it was good because any money that goes to help yeah. fight aquatic invasive is species good is good yes yeah and if you're it thinking really about it important. then when you're out there in your big floating unicorn yeah <laughs> and it's covered with weeds muscles, or eurasian yeah. milfoil pick that off and, and that and mm. clean drain dry clean drain and dry mm-hmm. every time every your unicorn everything yes and this isn't your boots this is important why like help let's help people understand why it's important to do that because you will transport I was oh. expert. <laughs> I will <laughs> shut up I th- she answered <laughs> just kidding <laughs> getting so excited just kidding. Dave, go ahead either explain. one of you yeah yeah AIS stands for aquatic invasive yeah. species which are usually um from out of the country the origin they're not native to Montana or in most cases even the United States North America mm-hmm. usually Europe or Asia they come here they have the the capacity to kind of overwhelm native plants or animals or um, in the case of like a tiny little mussel species zebra mussels or quagga mussels they can change the entire biology of wow. a waterway by filtering out all the plankton that the <sighs> fish need or mm-hmm. so we, we're doing everything we can to keep those and they you know they're around they're in midwestern states they're in southwestern states um some of them are here in montana but we're trying to do everything we can we to keep little, them out yeah we had a little scare spreading. with them and i think mm. there's a real good effort to check the you know watercraft that's coming in and inspecting in areas where they may be a little bit more apt to be in there because i know tiber was that way for a while tiber and canyon ferry yeah. were the ones lo- sort of locally that but we're still issues. good there no yeah. no badness and they nope, get there they because somebody didn't check transported, their yeah. boat from somewhere yep. else and then it just spreads yeah super quick like wildfire yeah. could come in a bait bucket Somebody with minnows or leeches in a bait bucket um, could come in the bilge water, you know, down in a boat somewhere. It could be a mussel attached. Somebody pulled up their boat from Lake Havasu in Arizona, drove it up here to put in the water. And uh, it's amazing how quickly that can take over. They can have a serious, substantial issue. And you and Madi did a whole episode about it. It is the most, I'm telling you folks, there when I first got contacted and they said, we'd like to come talk to you about aquatic invasive species. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> so we sat down with this kid and he was so passionate about this work. I mean, mm-hmm. not just aquatic invasive species, but um, the pig issue, squeal on pigs and uh, not bringing wood into the mountains that isn't from that area oh. to do campfires. I mean, just all this stuff and trees and hiking mm. and holy, it was so entertaining and so interesting. We invited mm. him to come on the podcast. We did an entire episode on it and it does really good information because mm-hmm. things you wouldn't think of like a bullfrog is yeah. an invasive species. Huh. Right. And they eat the native frogs. Yeah. All of a sudden, I'm like, they're not oh. from leopard here. frogs and they're gone. Yeah. Wow. Or could be gone. Yeah. But that's the same with seed-free hay. Um, if you're going to go backpacking, stock-assisted backpacking, you need to have certified weed-free hay. I think a really good, not an aquatic huh. species, but a um, a terrestrial a tree would be the elm trees. Yep. The U.S. you know, was famous for these big, gigantic, beautiful boulevard elm trees. And Dutch elm disease mm-hmm. came from Europe and... Elm trees are gone. They're, you know, worked for years now to try and restore. Mm-hmm. Russian olives are oh, another yeah. bad deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and hiking, when you're hiking, that's another thing. Like after you get done oh, hiking, sure. you're supposed to clean off your skin there and stuff. easy to forget about. Right. Because mm-hmm. you'll transport it. Yeah. Um, and we don't want that. No. And the firewood um, ash trees, there's a bug called the ash borer bores holes into the ash trees so that's a midwestern thing people bring firewood in and all of a sudden we're losing our ash trees here i didn't even think about 
the firewood component. Yeah. Yeah. Like mm. you'll see a lot of people who might bring wood from home up to the mountains mm-hmm. to burn. Don't, don't freaking do that. Mm. That's a bad deal. Okay. You Good need the to wood know. from the area. Yeah. <laughs> so work on your chopping skills. Yeah. It's yeah. your foraging abilities yeah. is really what's on display here. <laughs> um, so someone shows up at a fishing access site. And they're like, just a joke? Are you starting? Yeah, yeah. It <laughs> so does a guy sound walks like, into a yeah, fishing access. This does <laughs> sound like the start of a joke. I'll perfect that, Dave. So next I'm time sorry. you're on, maybe we'll I'll bring. Um, that'll be the episode title. <laughs> so a guy walks Sunday. into a fishing yeah. access site, <laughs> and they learn because there's signage at that site that all of a sudden they're going to put their unicorn in, and they're like, "Oh no, I don't have a conservation license." Can they? And they can. Get it online right there as long yep. as they have As long service. as there's cell phone coverage, sure, you can okay. go right online and buy it. Right and if the they said, I'm a rebel, I don't need no stinking license, what's the fine? I did not oh. think that. And I haven't seen it yet because mm-hmm. it hasn't, it hasn't, hasn't come progressed yet. to that part. Yeah. Okay. So you stumped me. Sorry. No. That's all right. <laughs> Sorry, there babe, will I be didn't a fine. to prepare that. Yeah. There will be a I fine. I would guess right. there's usually, it's it's like a commission violation of commission regulations and that's usually a 70 or 80 dollar type fine mm. but i don't know that for sure so who knows but, this but first it's not year's it's not first... ten thousand dollars in 40 days in jail or anything oh thank goodness at least until yeah. second Yay. offense probably. right yeah. you, you screw up twice <laughs> you get your warning uh-huh. and then you get your then you get the hammer fine. and they probably take away your unicorn yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Con- impound it <laughs> impound the unicorn deflate just, it yeah and impound there's it. just gonna be a whole room of i can't now. wait to see where at the fish wildlife and park offices all the impounded uh-huh. unicorns are there'll be like an auction could day make a good auction for an auction day, like, i was like just thinking yeah. and antlers, you yeah. all of a sudden they're liquidating auction. their place i'm like i'm first i'd in show line. up for that yeah <laughs> What can I get today? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you violators. Don't do a podcast and spread the word. Just right. bring in competition. Show there you go. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Don't tell anybody. We're never yep. going to. Those horn and antler mm-hmm. things are a very big deal, though. Hmm. What do you, is, what, do I not know about this? Yeah, I don't know if I do either. Well, when, <laughs> when an animal, when a judge, somebody commits a wildlife crime, say they yeah. poach a deer. Yeah. yeah. Um, they get, they're caught. They pay mm-hmm. a fine. Um, they, they take the animal. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's, if it's usable for food, mm-hmm. those go to the food bank, first mm-hmm. of all. Okay. But, um, the heads, you know, obviously they don't go to the food bank. So, <laughs> and they don't want to just, hear that. <laughs> you know, throw them out in the dumpster. Yeah. Um, so they, they'll save those. And then once every year, once every two, three, I'm not sure exact mm-hmm. intervals, they'll have an auction where people can come mm-hmm. the entire state, all of the all confiscated the... horns and antlers from the state oh, get auctioned are brought off. in and auctioned off. And there are people who come back and say, I'm looking for my particular deer that oh, oh. that I, I poached. poached. Yep, and I, I want it They back. should not be allowed to come and to that auction. they can come back and buy it back. So. Well, that makes if me they angry. pay for it. But it is, when those happen, that is a that is a big deal. Well, because you got a lot of people who make um, jewelry and uh, um, pens and knives. And you've talked about shed antlers, but there's a there's a very high dollar market. Yeah, Yeah. Mm -hmm. they're they're worth a significant amount of money. Yeah, I'm going to ask a question completely not related, (laughs) and I just you know kind of have a sense you might know something. Ask me about native fish. Nope. No. So so we went to an arts and crafts fair and there was a gentleman who made handmade knives. And the the handles are various horns, deer, elk. This gentleman claimed to have a mastodon <laughs> horn or tusk as part of the handle of a knife. Now mastodon tusks Protected or horn species in most- <laughs> don't they don't exist anymore yeah. like it's a dinosaur do you know or do you know where i could go do you know someone who might know can you actually trade mastodon tusks or horn because they're like fossils Should i would be think it'd be similar to a fossil sure yeah. and you can buy and sell fossils? trilobites or fossils hmm. uh-huh. huh. i yeah. think it depends where they're collected you know you can't go out <laughs> You know, hey, there's a mastodon buried out there in the back 40. Um, but <laughs> but like if I found for some, well, it's not for some reason, because where I grew up, there's a ton of dinosaurs mm-hmm. buried under the ground. And I just unearthed yeah. one. I could take their bones and sell them. Sure. 
Private land, I mean, private land. I mean, obviously yeah. not on public lands. That's a different level of difference, yeah. but, um, or national parks. Don't don't take stuff out of national parks. Don't either. go to the buffalo jump and yeah. Yeah. pull your bones deal. out of the ground. Bad but deal yeah. there. Okay. <laughs> there we go. That was it. That was my that was my tangent. Well, that was a good question, though. Yeah. Because we were both wondering that when you told me that story. Yeah, it, it's a and weird little story. I've heard of that story. also. I mean, I've heard of Mastodon. Well, it's it just seems like something that would like you broke like into this. a museum and yeah. stole it. Mm-hmm. Like I think there's some type of legal trade of them, but I don't. If know. If I find it, what happens if I find it on public lands? Mm. Public lands usually you're not uh, allowed to Dig. remove the artifacts like that. Right. right. Oh. Okay. I mean, you can't even take animals off public lands unless you have a license to do well, so. Oh, yeah. Sure. Is or like there a the, fossil the CMR license that I can get? The CMR Wildlife Refuge, you can't yeah. pick up yeah. shed antlers and, nope. and cart them out with you. So many different rules. Or Yellowstone rules. Park or Glacier. Yeah. yeah there's yeah. so right. many different rules. Okay. There's a lot of rules. Just there leave are a stuff lot of where rules. they are. Uh, yeah. Unless it's garbage, pick that up. Yeah. Don't leave a trace with that. Yeah. <laughs> or somebody else's trace. <laughs> uh, so, Dave, you live in Helena. You come to Great Falls every day to work because. Hey, Why wouldn't you want to work here? Because of the greatest damn town. Exactly. Um, and you drive one I of say my greatest damn region for me. It's there, a you region there you go. There you go. The best <laughs> damn town in yeah. the best damn region. There it there is. There you go. I like it. If you want to change your pod. <laughs> He's like, feel free to take There's this. There's a strong partnership here. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, that drive between Great Falls and Helena, it just is one of my favorites. And I tell that to people too, if they are yeah. unfortunately leaving our community, you know, I tell them that that's such a great drive to do. Or I also tell them to go on the frontage road. That's what I tell them too. Yeah. I just going to say like get off and go on the frontage road a bit do you have uh, a favorite section in oh, there or, or the a river? spot that yeah. you would say like this my is favorite section and i do yeah I, mm-hmm. I think of towards um i guess it's hardy bridge or tower yeah. rock as you mm-hmm. kind of leave from c- between cascade and then into the first the northern part of the uh of the drive yeah there, as you're heading south from Great headed falls south, on i-15 right yeah. driving into that section yeah i look at that the light's always different yeah. I mean, even during the year, if you drive at the same time, it changes, you know, a little bit every day. And yeah, um, it's just, yeah, find, that's my without question. That's my yeah. favorite. What I find interesting about that drive is the different bodies of water you follow, because mm-hmm. it, it seems like it's all the same, but it's not. You got the Missouri, you've got the Dearborn, you've got Prickly Pear. That's right. Yeah, they're all connected yeah <laughs> like that doesn't seem like one stops and the other begins no like you just i think when you first said that one. i was like what are you talking about yeah. it's just the mis- yeah no nope mm-hmm. it's not yeah well and i've done that the float on the dearborn where it comes into the missouri there too yeah yeah it's just beautiful i love that part and tower rock state park by the way is somewhere you can go for a quick little hike out yeah. of great falls sure, it's as well close. Mm-hmm. i mean all those are within an easy hour drive yeah an easy drive down down a yeah. four-lane highway mm-hmm. so yeah true story mm-hmm. true story you're is not bouncing across the the outback <laughs> you know it's it's an easy drive to get there and yeah very accessible it's a state park so yeah again you don't need a conservation <laughs> license <laughs> there you go, go. perfect um are all is it easy to find all of the fishing access, the school, uh, school trust? There we go, mm-hmm. and the wildlife management areas on the website. Yeah, fish, wildlife, it and is. Parks There's site. a mapping application on there, and okay. sometimes it takes a little digging around to find it. But there's a list of those. Save that to my favorites in my browser. Yeah, there's a yeah. full map, so you can go right on, or you can just you can type in find what WMAs, wildlife management areas within 50 miles of. Oh, Great Falls or nice. 100 miles. Oh. Or, okay. That seems and, like you know, a helpful I mean, tool. The, the other thing, it's the hours aren't great. It's working business hours. But call the Fish, Wildlife, and Parks office. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They say, know. hey, you know, where can we go? We want to go. I want to see some antelope. Yeah. They can steer you towards. Oh. Helpful. They're there to help. And, and Thank the, goodness. Because uh, yeah. we get that question a lot. Where yeah. can I go see elk? Oh, I'll be like, mm-hmm. uh, the mountains. The front. Best yeah. of luck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it depends on the time of year. I mean, drive <laughs> yeah. the frontage road through somebody's <laughs> alfalfa field this time of year, and you're going to yeah. probably see elk. Yeah. There's usually always a herd, like in the fall, right before, if you're heading south towards Helena, yeah. right before you get in, uh, right before you get to Wolf Creek, mm-hmm. uh, off to the side, there's a oh. hay field there. All, there's often, yeah. they're in there. That is Somebody spot. wants to sit in my yard overnight. They can chase the elk out of our <laughs> off ah. the lawn at night. Oh, yeah, so. we, we have antelope and deer right behind us. You have deer and rabbits. Yeah, We've exhausted mm-hmm. that. Well, we had thirty yeah. elk the other morning. Wow. Woke us up and yeah, which is really That's neat. That's incredible. But they're also hard on the trees. Yeah, too, yeah. So. yeah, yeah. Do you have dogs? 
Do they make friends with the elk or she run She looks off? out the window at the elk and <laughs> yeah. watches the elk. Like, <laughs> Look at that. Why yeah. are you <laughs> out big there? Yeah. You don't have a long tail like me. Yeah. <laughs> just stares at them. Oh, well, you, I th- go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, so we get asked a lot. Um, people come in. We just had a woman in last week who we were explaining oh, yeah. about the conservation license. She was wanting to go floating on the Missouri, wondering where to put in, where to put out, how long it was going to take, all of that. And so I gave my like, well, here's where I've put in and taken out and I've enjoyed that. I have no idea how fast the water is right now. I think it took four hours. I don't remember. Is there two parts? One, is there a way to find that out in terms of how long a float would take or how fast the water is going? And two, what are your recommendations for someone maybe new to the area that's an easy put-in, put-out place to, to float or fish in the canyon in the Missouri here? What I would do, I guess, is there is a place to find. It's not speed of the water, but it's mm-hmm. the volume of water. Is it the CFS? It's measured in CFS, okay. cubic feet per second. And there's a website, uh, I believe it's USGS, uh, U.S. Yeah. Geological Survey. Yeah. Um, we refer to that. all Because if you're going to float the Dearborn, yeah. you have to know, geez, um, yeah. it's got to be, if it's too high, water? I don't want to be on yeah. there. If it's too low, I think I was I'm going to walk there 19 miles. I think I was too high. Yes. So we, that's, <laughs> and the, the way you would find that as a visitor, if you're yeah. going, well, geez, I don't know what this number means. Right. I was just going to ask, translate what I'm um, looking for. What then. I would do would be to get on the phone, call <laughs> one of the fly shops okay. on a weekend, call the FWP office during the week and just say, hey, what? Um, is the Dearborn floatable right now? Yeah. And the person would be happy to say, oh, you know what? It's uh, 350 feet per second of flow right now. It's probably pretty good. But hey, it's 19 miles. So yeah, um, that's going to be a really long day. Maybe you yeah. want to go to the Missouri yeah. and do a three-mile float or a five-mile float. or. Um, and on like a typical kind of normal, well, there's not really a normal flow, but a normal f- flow kind of day. How many, like, what does miles translate to I usually think two time. to three miles an hour is what... Miles per hour, okay. Two yeah. or three yeah. miles in an hour, okay. generally. Um, I mean, I don't want to do a 15 or 20 CFS. mile. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Yeah, and... This is good, just because I think it's helpful, because I... I've lived here a long time. I've gone floating a number of times, but usually I just you think it's I just kind of boring in you. Like you, I, you know? I know I don't want to float that whole stretch. Right. Um, so trying to help people, visitors understand, like this is what you're looking for. This is when it's dangerous or not. Like this is how long it will take. You know, I want to give people another some resources. good. Most people are pretty friendly when you're out. If yeah. you're not the person inflating your unicorn <laughs> on the boat ramp and stopping don't traffic stand on the boat ramp. for ninety yeah. minutes, if you just go up and say, "Hey, um, where?" Where can I float to from here yeah. and how long does it take? They may kind of look at you like, oh, you're not from around here, but um, <laughs> it's not a secret. I mean, there's plenty of people out there. And yeah. We haven't yet. I mean, it's worth pointing. We haven't yet hit the Missoula levels where they run. Mm. There's no parking and they run shuttle buses right. Right. from in town yeah. out to the fishing access sites because there's no place to park. It's so busy. Yeah. So we're a little... I hope we don't get to that yeah, point thankfully. ever but it is mm-hmm. beneficial we're not there from that. yes and i mean you can go you know you go out in the evening and the rivers are pretty empty at night mm-hmm. right i mean if you want a little more solitude there's times don't go on saturday at noon um if you're here from out of town you know <laughs> yeah. go on a tuesday morning yeah and um yeah and even then though most people show up and we talk to somebody and they say wow this place is empty yeah and I look at I'm it and swamped. go, this place is, I am not going to <laughs> float there. There is no place. So no, it, it's really, all your that's perspective. A good perspective. It really yeah. is. Yeah. But boy, okay. I mean, the rivers here, I, I know we're talking conservation license, but a lot of it's been the floating. Mm-hmm. The rivers here and the resources are, shoot, they're amazing. Yeah. You know, we, just, we take it for granted. Yeah, we, we had do. some gentlemen in from South Carolina yesterday. Um, shout out to you if you're listening. You're probably not. But <laughs> they headed down to the Sip and Dip, which is a whole mm. different kind That's of water different. recreation. Don't need a conservation <laughs> license at the Sip and Dip. But they uh, they were avid fly fishers down in the southern part of the state near uh, Livingston and Gardner and the Madison down by Bozeman and Big Sky. And I'm like why are you not fishing the Missouri just south of here? And he's like, well, um, we just haven't yet. I'm like, this is that like you got Belt Creek, world. you've got Marias River. Mm-hmm. I mean, the amount of fly fishing that's really untapped in this area, you're missing out, pal. And, and, and fish not... populations, um, yeah. we've got them beat. We've got those rivers beat. Size, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. the fish are as large or larger here. 
They're um, just, it's just a better experience, yeah. people. And as tailwater, you know, we speak at dams, so it's tailwater fisheries. They're, they don't, they don't quadruple in flow in the spring and then dry up in the summer. Mm -hmm. You know, they were more stable. Yeah. Um, the dams control that. They keep the water cooler. Yeah. Um, it's ideal. If that's your thing, if you want to go yeah. catch walleyes, you can, or you want to go on your paddlefish trip. Yeah. Um, oh, so awesome. Shout out to the paddle. I mean, that's my, that's my <laughs> favorite. I love them. And, and let me just go on record to saying someone with Fish, Wildlife, and Parks, <laughs> thank you for the tag system that has created such a more enjoyable experience for paddle fishing at the start of the season, throughout the entire season. Sure, it's not a race anymore. It's to not get your paddlefish. Thousands before the quota of people fills. down at mm. the one spot for a day and a half before the quota is reached. It's just the biological management of the fish and the amount of you know dispersion that can occur with mm -hmm. the different times you can actually pull fish out when you have a tag there's no it's just it's a thousand percent better experience <laughs> that's the neat thing on the to. missouri you can start with the cold water fish south of town you can transition to catfish and bass yeah in and around great falls and then get into the warm water species a little further down i mean this really it's a it's a good it's so the transition here, it all comes back to the whole region for the biological diversity mm. thing. Yeah. Um, gets you giddy. It does. It gets me, yeah. I mean, if you like fish, if you're a fish nerd, this, yeah. is, this is the place to be. It really is. That does, I just wanted to clarify, too, because at the beginning of the episode, we compared it a little bit to chatting about the glacier reservation system where there is a limited number of oh. licenses or tags. This, there's not a limited number you're not, not trying to beat anybody else out nope. anytime no need, you can get it right. no restriction you can buy it anytime okay. if you're in town and you decide hey we're gonna go uh we're gonna go run the dogs yeah. at, at the fishing access site this afternoon jump on your phone probably get take it. you three minutes on the phone yeah. to buy it eight dollars you're done you're good yeah. for the year okay yeah and then Thank forget about for it. just yeah, don't just forget where clarify. you put it that's all right yeah. <laughs> Forget Dave's about it, advice. but don't forget yeah. it. Just making multiple copies yeah. and shove it yep. everywhere. Put them everywhere. That's really the benefit. And it's good for a year, which is not really a year unless you buy it on March 1. And that whole, you know, carrying lots of copies, that is, by the way, that is warden approved. I did ask our mm -hmm. warden captain. <laughs> oh, good. So, See, why assumed? Good deal. Yeah. <laughs> if not, we yeah. just be like, oh, well, we talked to <laughs> well, Dave, Dave and he that. said. Yeah. Do you yeah. know who I am? No. <laughs> Do you know who he is? It's not going to get you far. That's more likely to get yeah. you a ticket, probably. Yeah, 100% agree. When you think you want to pull that out of your back pocket, just don't, because yeah. they yeah. don't care. <laughs> like, if you have to tell people who you are, uh -huh. it's not worth it telling It didn't work them. on my mom when I was 9 or 10 years old either. Yeah. So <laughs> she knew who I was. Yeah. Nobody cares. Nobody cares Good who you, you are. Yeah. I wonder if the governor can do it, you know, because he mm -hmm. comes down and does paddle fishing and he'll be places. I wonder, I'm sure he doesn't break the law, but I wonder, does he do? Do you know who I am? Because sometimes he's not recognizable. Yeah, true. Or people just don't know. And they'll mm -hmm. say, we don't care. You're not doing what <laughs> yeah. you're supposed to yeah. do. Yeah, we'll yeah. see. Um, Dave, thanks for being on our podcast. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Well, we good. appreciate it. Yeah, I had fun. Even yeah. for a topic, not <laughs> the most exciting yeah. in the world. See, but we told you we could make we more did, than we a few minutes managed, out of it. Yeah, yeah. we did. <laughs> and for the we prop we make, have now. We can make everything exciting, <laughs> sure. Dave. And this is good information for it people is. to Very have. Very helpful. And if you really want to have a blast, listen to that aquatic, the invasive species episode. Yeah, I'll put is, that one into is the pretty, playlist. It's a pretty good one. Um, and so, folks... Go back, listen to the invasive species. Um, mm -hmm. Put this one as a saved episode because you're going to want to reference yeah. some of that, um, especially if you're taking some of Katie's advice and maybe some yeah. of those areas then become areas where you need a conservation license. I have yeah. no idea. I'm not the expert. Katie mm -hmm. was, clearly. Yeah. Um, and so until we, if you need help, you can call us, 406, um, let's go with 761 <laughs> Four four three six. I it never sounds know. Sounds like the number you say. Yeah, mm -hmm. it seems FWP like the right one. Too, don't. Oh, that's a yes. good one too. Four yeah. five four fifty eight forty. Okay. And I'll put um, links and phone numbers in our, uh, the notes section of this podcast. Yeah. Call as well. if you have questions. That's yeah. what they're there for, and they can well, actually answer them a lot better than I can. <laughs> and they're or nice we can. people. Yeah. 
Yeah. They're nice right. people. Yeah. They're not going to be mean to you. Like we might. Just no. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah. kidding. Do you know who I am? Yeah. <laughs> That that's could be your title too. To that that's probably where you should use it. I'm not going to be mean. Well, do you know who I yeah. am? <laughs> um, so thank you so much, and I'm so glad we finally got some information about the conservation license. And be prepared because this is a law, and this is stuff you're going to need to know. And until we see your bright, smiling, happy, healthy, beautiful face here in Great Falls, we hope you are creating amazing memories with your friends and family wherever you might be. We'll see you soon. We are no damn experts as the recorded claims from Great Falls, Montana, covering what you need to know about this amazing damn town.